Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan is still gone, and our heroes have destroyed the Roid Goblin factory in Phandalin. But can they defeat the new master of Phandalin, a giant barrel? Will Quinny be able to fight without being distracted by how funny his opponent is? Will the Nothic prove to be a friend or a foe? Find out next on Dom Dums and Dragons. And as the fire blisters over my fire scars, I just yell, I hate fire! <laughs> You'll be taking 16. Everyone takes 16. Great. I'm going to use evasion and take no damage on a successful dexterity save. Great. That was a dex save? Oh, I'm not wearing my shield, though. Nope. Fuck. You're not wearing any of your equipment. You're essentially an unarmed doctor. Hashtag right? oh, just changeling problems. Though, do you have Ooh. a dose gun in your hand? <laughs> I don't think I put it down. <laughs> then yes. I also look over my shoulder. I'm like, Nothic, anytime, buddy. Anytime. <laughs> Butthole, do you want to activate the Nothic? Does that take an action? How does that work? I will let you activate the Nothic as your action. Simultaneously, Moonhammer punches. Uh, before we do this, you need to roll Moonbeam. Constitution beam. save. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the Moonbeam. 14. My spell saves 15. So full damage. So full damage. 11. I hate magic users so much. Like, this character <laughs> is just like fucking the Everyone is the worst. And I yell, Juniper, we're going to have words in a bit. Uh, and then... The Moonbeam has literally been still. No, I fought it. Then you moved it over. Then I got fried by it. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It was me that ran into it. He ran into oh. it. Alan, you fried me. Alan's here in spirit. Whoops. So Moonhammer punches down again from the sky. 24 That'll to hit. hit. Great. You're not doing the Nothic? Moonhammer gets a freebie. Oh. Because this Moonhammer's just punching now. We're all on the same team. 23 damage from Moonhammer punching into the roof of Barrel. Very nice, very nice. Basically, I've got my shield that's been blocking the flame, and I'm holding it up because I imagine Barrel's pretty tall, so it's coming down at me, and then I just lower the shield just enough to reveal the Nothic at it, and I just yell, now! You're hearing that weird backwards speak thing going on in your heads? You see Barrel's stretched face twist, contort, and you just hear him say, "No, no, no! I can't! I can't only exist to be a trial for for the curse." Well, no, then no. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Of course, I'm I'm the chosen one. He gave me the deal. I must. And then he, he glowers at Quinny, and he's like, "You are nothing." And the Nothic just grins, laughs, <laughs> nothing. And then the moonbeams turn him to ash. And your Bjorn is somewhat lighter now. So the Nothic's gone? Nothic's gone. He's sitting in the moonbeam too. He was pretty fucked up. God fucking damn it. Juniper! <laughs> I literally didn't know Butthole would be in it. Fuck. <laughs> Ride is inconsolable. There are going to be words after this combat. You get the sense that Beryl is really fucking stressed. And I'm going to say he's got disadvantage for the next full round because the Nothic really got to him. It brings us up around Juniper. So Butthole's still in the moonbeam? Butthole so and Quinny. The Nothic is dead. What the fuck did this happen? Oh, God, I wasn't paying enough attention. Okay. All in Moonbeam, because I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Okay, with the dose gun just held high, just take like a running leap and try to stab it into Barrel Guy's neck. Does he have a neck? No, he's just a face. You can stab it in his eye. Right in his eye. The Meg style. <laughs> right in his eye and depress plunger. Can you roll me a melee attack? 14. You jab the gun into him. You miss his eye. Mm -hmm. As soon as the gun hits, though, suddenly the meter fills and it sucks a vial of his blood. Oh. It's like a weird, dark, brackish okay. oil. You don't quite know what to do with that, but that's what you get. It's disgusting. Yes. Brings us to Quinny. Suddenly you feel very free. You're no longer being hit by moonbeams. Yeah. Let's wail on this guy some more. 
Um, I don't think I hit. I rolled an 18. You will not hit. In that case, I will disengage from him. Cool. That brings us to Beryl. So Beryl is furious. He points at Quinny and he's like, I'm coming for you, you little imposter. But Butthole's right there. So he can't exactly ignore the guy with the magic hammer. So he's going to swipe at you with his two giant arms and then try and bite you. So what is your AC right now, sir? 21. And he's got disadvantage. So, nope. He rolled a crit, but doesn't matter. And no. So... He just swings twice with the arms and he tries to headbutt you with the thing. But every time he does it, it's that classic, you know, yeah, I've fighting st- I've still got my mode. shield up at both handed from when I revealed the Nothic so I can just hammer the blows Doom. aside. Doom. Boom. He tries to headbutt you and you hit him with the T-Rex teeth. Yeah. It doesn't cause any damage, but it looks fucking great. And he's like, what? Why? Queen of hell, motherfucker! You're the queen. I don't understand you. <laughs> You're the queen of hell? Butthole, <laughs> your turn. So Moonhammer's going to take another punch right down at the top as this guy's headbutting me. 23 to hit. Yes, that'll hit. 15 damage. Sound hit. So Moonhammer's whooping ass. And then Goblin Jr., has he gotten over his fear of the giant barrel <laughs> man yelling, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he has, thank God. <laughs> so yeah, Goblin Jr. is dancing and he looks amazing. Like, what's that series, like the Soul Calibur series, where it's all like cool, like flowing Asian style armor? <laughs> so he's like swooping in out of the darkness and he goes under and he realizes Barrel's so big that he can't do anything subtle. So he just headbutts Barrel's feet, just one of them. He's just trying to throw him off a little bit underneath. Uh, and I'm just coming in and I just yell, nothing, no. Uh, and I'm just screaming. <laughs> and I take my first swing. I shriek again at the top of my lungs, summoning all of my hell powers, which jumps it up to a 26 to hit. Which will hit. And then I'm also going to spin around (laughs) and hit him again. (laughs) 24 to hit. So they'll both go. So the first hit does 11 damage, and the second hit does... 12 damage. So 23 damage from the hammer hits as I'm just shrieking the Nothic's name, which I don't know. It's just Nothic. So, Juniper. I am devastated. Would you like to spend some stress? Yes. I can spend all of the stress. Spend all of your stress for me, if you wouldn't mind. I'm spending it. You hear. And then suddenly the front window shatters and Alfie rolls in covered in blood (laughs) from through window. And he's like, pardon me, ma'am. My name is Alphonse Percival. You can call me Alfie. I brought your breadsticks. And he thrust the sword out at you. Breadsticks. Thank you. Remember that when you tip, and perhaps if you could write me a recommendation letter for a college of my choosing. You're done with him. This is great. Get out. Okay, bye. He jumps back out the window. A different window. (laughs) He's cut up again. As as he does, he's like, oh, there was a hole in the wall. And then he goes up the window. (laughs) Uh, It's your round. Yeah, I'm just going to two-hand that thing. Badass doctor. What kind Um, of sword you rocking here? um, It's a long sword. It's called the Blade of Walls. Oh. It's pretty cool. Show me what it do. Um, (laughs) She yells, it's called the Blade of Walls. (laughs) Show me what you've got. And I'm going to add Divine Smite. I want to show shove it into the middle of the barrel. All right. Just like take like a running leap, kind of like Aragorn in Return of the King. 14 to hit. So you come charging in, slide the blade. Uh, Unfortunately, it it skitters off the side of his Mm. round body. Round body. It's just so jolly. Lord, you just get the one attack? Oh, I get to attack twice. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) So it skitters off. You spin around and come back. And just right across the middle, basically trying to cut him in half. 
That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> it thwacks into the side of him, wood splinters, and you'd think he would gloat, but he's just, he's still so fucked up. Just, that can't be true, right? No, come on. Remember back when we were just Steve? No, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Steve or only Beryl. Brings us to Quinny. I run in from behind him and I say, hey, Steve. Huh? 18. Will not hit. So the blade skitters off his side. He's going to swing around. He's just doing that thing from Final Fight where you press the two buttons at the same time. Hagar spins around in circles and hits everybody. So uh, against Quinny, all right, he fails to hit you. Juniper. He will hit you. Fuck me. Let's take 11 points of damage. I'm unconscious. (laughs) Who are you going to yell at now? (laughs) Are you going to bring her back and yell at her? Listen, we're going to see. Don't so what to do, Quinny. We just get hit by a fucking meaty fist, and the lights go out. And Butthole, you're still in front of him, right? Yep. So he's going to try and headbutt you. Always. He will fail. He's so bad. For a guy who's literally made of bulk, he's really bad at hitting the person directly. Well, yeah, it's just I've got a shield, and for the first time ever, all the blocks that always fail for me against little guys, because I'm always trying to deflect their energy, but I get it wrong because I'm big, and now I'm like them fighting me. Like, I'm just channeling the weird pirates or like that one demon I fought forever in the circus. I'm like, what did they do? Oh, it's just spinning. Bounce it off. <laughs> you don't have to block it by just being heavy. Which brings us to Butthole. You see Juniper go down. I'm secretly fucking livid at Nundren and Gundren and the other six fucking assholes hiding in they're, the back. They're all doing that thing where they're trying to take shots, but you guys are all up close. So does Goblin Jr. reach charge. No, of course he doesn't because he saw Juniper go down, so he's all freaked out. So Moonhammer is going to be punching down at the barrel again. It's a 19, but that's okay. That was the whole thing because Moonhammer takes a swing and just punches like right in front of Barrel's face to get him to lean back. And I reach over with one hand and grab Juniper and I just yell, you dumb piece of shit. Fight this fucking thing. Uh, And I cast (laughs) Cure Wounds at level four. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums. 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Snarf, 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 snarf. Wait, Goblin Jr., slow down. You're not wearing your translation amulet. Oh, hey, that's much better. Hi, I'm Goblin Jr., uh, beloved wolf companion of the Dum Dums and Dragons crew. And uh, listen, if you're enjoying our adventures, our, our snarfy fun, uh, you know, the adventures of, of Butthole and Quinny and Alan and Juniper and Bucky and all the rest, well, uh, listen, you'd really be doing us a solid if you'd go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And hey, you know, if you want to help us on our adventures, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can gain access to uh, Snarfy Discord and talk to all sorts of other fans about the shows. Uh, And you know, it just goes up from there. You can get ad-free feeds. You can uh, add your own characters. Uh, Hell, you can even make an NPC at the $25 level. And you get your name in the credits at the end, which is is a lot of fun, I'm told. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know too much just being a wolf and all, but uh, what I do know is if you enjoy our adventures as much as uh, me and the crew like going on them, well, Patreon's a great way to help out. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see you around, and I'll take this stupid amulet off. Snarf, 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 snarf. Oh, I gotta borrow some D8s. She heals 33 damage. Thanks. And six on me. <laughs> uh, Juniper, when you're out in the darkness, in the blackness, you think for a second you can see sort of a pale form in the distance whose hands seem to be large, beautiful, glowing squares. And just before your eyes shoot wide and you wake up, you think you hear something say, wait, I remember you people. And then suddenly your eyes blink open. Now, here's a question for you, Laura. Changelings, if knocked unconscious, do they revert (gasps) to their original form? Yes, they do. Mm. do. So she's terrifying looking and I'm like, you melted candle piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Kill the fucking barrel. You owe me a nothing. Which brings us to top of the round, Juniper. All right. I basically use a fist to propel myself up and overhand the sword right at barrel. I will use inspiration and I'm going to use divine smite at level three. Oh, no half measures. No, no, no. No, no, no. Please hit. Jesus, fuck. You have advantage on this roll, so. Oh, because I have advantage, right. What the fuck? 
fuck? Just she's, like she's rolled four fours in a row. Keep rolling over Jeez. the cable. Maybe that's what maybe, it is. Maybe use a different dice. Okay, my second one should hit. My second attack, that is. 22 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Seven slashing damage. Jesus plus Christ. 21 radiant damage. You're hacking away, and I think partially because you're in your natural form, you just woke up. It's been a while since anyone's revived you. Like you've you've mm. been on the road alone for a long time, and I think it starts out very elegant because you're just comfortable because you're in your own skin mm-hmm. for the first time in a while, and then it just becomes a vicious blade dance of, of hacking, slashing. Finally, your blade charges with the power of your deity. You slam it into the side of the barrel. And he starts to glow. You can see like light coming through the cracks and light coming through his eyes. And he does that like thing from was it End of the World that oh, had the them just end? like World's End. Yeah, thank you. Just like lights coming out of yes, his mouth yeah, and yeah. thing. And then you hear <laughs> and the barrel just bursts, just splinters. And as it all kind of falls and, and splinters around you, inside weirdly at the very heart of it is a human skeleton that's sort of warped and damaged. That kind of falls, collapses. Quinny, just as it goes down, you can see the mark of your patron fade out on its skull. Mm. And now it's just a really disproportionate burst pumpkin. And we are all in melee range. This has been a very gooey episode. It yeah. wasn't intended that way, but yes, all very, very gooified. All right, uh, let's go get that Yumi too guy. <laughs> I collapse on the floor. I'm just sobbing. Hey, sorry about earlier there with the stray shot. What? That's and I got an internal I ki- conflict. I killed. I'm I just, so sorry. I just grab her by the neck and I haul her up by like the back of the coat. And I'm like, put oh. your fucking armor on. There are 13 more goblins and a swordsman. Be useful. We can argue later. And then I walk out through the front door and I cast Thaumaturgy three times on myself to bring my voice as loud as it can possibly be echoing through the town. And I just smell, you, me, too. Your goblin factory is dead. The barrel is dead. This is Butthole Farch of the Greywater Syndicate, and you should come on down. In the distance, you can see a man standing on top of the mayor's mansion. You can just hear a very soft voice, but also thaumaturgy up a bit, like, you're not of Greywater. And then he seems to leap backwards, and the mayor's house explodes. Well, fuck. So, are you going to come over here, or... Yeah, are, are we you, fighting are you or leaving, what? Coward! <laughs> Your voice echoes to an empty town. Yeah, well, you just let the world know that you're a dog's anus, motherfucker. And then I turn the thumb and turn you off. Can you roll me a wisdom save? 16. You're fully aware how pathetic yelling into the night sounds, <laughs> but you managed to keep it together enough to be like, no, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I'm fine. This is how it. it had to go. But yes, it seems he's vacated. Fuck. All right, let's go roust up the rest of these fucking goblins. I'm going to lay on hands on myself. Fair enough. So I can have full health again. <gasps> so you go around, you start to collect the goblins. They, at this point, with the barrel gone, the factory gone, I would say between Paladin and Cleric, you guys can probably ease their withdrawal symptoms so they don't explode, but they're going to be pretty fucked up. Or you can let them pop. No, I think we'll probably try to help them out. I imagine we've got the doctor who was just knocked unconscious. So when he wakes up, I've also got samples of Nothic blood because I kept all the vials from the basement. I'm like, listen up, dickface. We got all these goblins who you drugged up. And now they're going to explode. We have exactly this much Nothic blood. And I show him all of the vials except one that I've kept. <laughs> and he's like, oh, holy shit. Yo, no, we, we've been diluting this stuff. You've got the pure strain. We can manufacture this indefinitely. No, that's not what I was saying. Well, what we I should do it. Think of what we could do for science. I can kill him. Listen, you're speaking to my gut, and that's usually a bad sign. No, I need you to cure them. Oh, there's no cure. They're goblins. 
That's the whole point. That's the only reason we wanted them. We just dosed them up. They become perfect soldiers. They entirely rely on it. You can't control goblins. Let me kill him. I take a knee for just a moment to determine the will of Moonhammer. No, we can't kill him. But we can do something even more appropriate. And I take the dosing gun off of <laughs> Juniper. And I put, not a full dose, because now I know they dilute it. And I turn to the doctor just kind of casually. I'm like, what's the ratio of dilution for this one? A thousand parts to one of the various things we've been mixing in. Great. So I just take like a drop of the Nothic blood and I put it into the blood from barrel. And I just turn around and I'm like, this will help you really just fix out those priorities. And I inject the doctor with it. It's full body horror, David Lynch. Like some Akira business here. Yeah, it's full Akira. Yeah. Yeah. He starts screaming and contorting and his body shifts and he breaks away from the rest of you and is doing a bit of the like rolling Sandman thing from God Help Me Spider-Man 3. Uh, and he just kind of like slithers off into the night, howling and contorting. Should have let us kill him. That's, me. Should have let me kill him. That's what Moonhammer wanted. So we've got the temple. We can pray. I'm sure we can sort out this poisoning thing for you goblins. I got to introduce you to the union. Honestly, I know you've had a bad day. And I turn around and I've used a thaumaturgical cell phone to do this. And the goblins just bring out a very large cake that I offer to the other goblins to celebrate their freedom. It's like any office party where it's not really fun, but you're celebrating anyways. Yeah. So I demand everybody do that. And then I like bring out the rest of them, Nundren and Gundren and those guys. And I'm like, we got to start pulling some shit together because goblins are just step one. Get the blacksmiths going. The tools are there. Fire it all up. We got to start training the citizens to fight. We got to do all that. I'll let you guys go start. And I send them off to town to start readying the resistance. And then I circle around to where Quinny and Juniper are both sitting. I don't know what you guys are doing. I imagine you're near each other. I cleared the gunk out of my corners of my eyes of like just exploded barrel. Yeah, I'm just generally looking forward to a bath. I look like Juniper again. And I'm just sitting cross-legged on the floor with my head in my hands just staring at the ground. That's it. So I, I sit down between the two of them. And I say, Quinny, mm. looks like we had some Manny problems. Yeah, that's a new one for me. I didn't know he could control my body. Yeah, that's a red flag. So I would say, yeah, we got to keep the killing as toned back as possible. Right. Remember what happened to Alan when she started using the magic more? It got bad. Yeah, yeah. But good job controlling it. You did well. I got to give you a thumbs up on that one. Um, we'll talk about that later. That'll be a you-me talk later i guess we're joking about that guy's name now okay yeah we yeah. have to right. yeah dog's anus we're gonna kill him it's okay. gonna be great when we find him <laughs> juniper so this was i have to assume your first time out i mean i i haven't i really haven't been in a fight like i'm so sorry there's no excuse there's no excuse for what I've done. Well, you're correct. But here's the deal. You now have a death debt. You killed an innocent Nothic who was a friend of mine when he was on our team. And that's bad. So there's two things that happen. One, we both get to decide a tattoo you get. Okay. And two, you have to do something grand and heroic as your death debt to pay it. Something you think is an appropriate tribute at some point when it happens for that Nothic. I'll do that. I can do that. Okay. Now, knowing you're a changeling, which I've never had to deal with in the Greywater Syndicate, if we were to tattoo you, would that carry over to all of your personas? I think you should tattoo me on my true form. I'm not comfortable tattooing you if you don't actually want to get a tattoo. That's kind of a sore spot for me. I think I've deserved this. You don't have to. I, I, I deserve it. Okay. 
It's a small, small price to pay. It will be a shoulder to buttocks mural. Um, <laughs> that's not true. No, he only won't. gets like a postage I'm stamp size. You. Man, he is funny though. You got to be honest. If you can't laugh, huh. oh fuck. Okay, so I <laughs> I, uh, I take out a tattoo kit and I'm like, "What are you doing, Quinny? You get to choose where you want it, Miss Changeling. Do you, Do you have a name that's just for you? Because you seem to change names with the uh, different looks. Yeah, my true name is Moss. It's a good name. Should we just call you whatever name corresponds to your appearance? Is that how you prefer yeah. to go? Okay. Okay. Well, Juniper, where do you want the tattoo, Quinny? Do you want to know? I mean, you probably want to know what it is first. Yeah, Quinny, what are you going with? The eye roll emoji. <laughs> <laughs> where do you want it? On the inside of my wrist. So when I'm wearing armor, there's just like a little break in my gauntlet between where the straps are. So I'm going to put it there. Nice. So I tattoo that on. And then for mine... I want to do a really small version of the Nafik on the walking table like legs with blade hands raised, just like super fucking pumped. Okay. Just so you can remember what your tribute will be That one be on, for. The, on the other arm, on my right arm. So we do that. It's equally small. It's super simple, okay. but it's there. Goblin Jr. comes over and he, he, he turns to Butthole and he's like, snarf, snarf. So you tattoo a tiny snarf, snarf. But Juniper, when you read it in snarf, it says you can do it. Oh. But it's still written as okay. snarfs because he knows, he knows you get that. That one I will... I'll put... You can mm, have that one on your other wrist if you want. I kind of want to balance the eye roll emoji out with having that underneath. That's good. So the the last thing I do before we settle in to start building the resistance is I I summon the hand of Moonhammer and I take a piece of paper and I just scrawl a quick note that says, hopefully the Nothic's with you. If so, make sure he's okay. And I put it in the hand and the hand disappears. Okay, so the town's in rough shape. The factory's been mostly destroyed, but Nundren and Gundren are already standing outside doing cranky contractor talk. The battle wagon comes rolling up the way, so Annan starts helping to plan out the new gift shop because she's like, guys, we're, we're way past these rock pets. Like, l- let me tell you about the Forsaken. So they start drawing up plans for that. Uncle Jim Jim and Uncle James are staring at this horrible whitewashed monstrosity, and uh, Uncle James is like, look, uh, I really liked how your place looked when I came here. Can I help? And Uncle Jim Jim's like, I don't know. Do you, do you like rum? And he's like, I, I've never I've never had rum. And Uncle Jim Jim's like, oh, baby, let's get some worse chest, 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 chest sauce and get to it. <laughs> and I uh, slap Juniper on the shoulder and go, go with them. That's where the rum is. Yeah. So they, they shake hands <laughs> and you can see they're going to start building that. The mayor is so excited to be the mayor again. But then he comes around the corner. He's like, my Oh, God. Oh, God. What about all my treasure in the basement? And he starts rushing towards the fire and starts madly trying to call to you. He's like, my, my basement, my basement, my treasures. I've, I've, I've got riches upon riches. I have so much mayoral memorabilia. I have my sash down there. You have to help me. And I tap Quinny on the shoulder and I say, Quinny, you've got Frostbrand that lowers fires. Go take half, buddy. I think that's worth it for putting those fires out. I guess we're just going to go fund a revolution now. So using Frostbrand, you manage to reverse toast. Cut like through frost. the flames. Yeah, frost the flames on either mm. side. You make your way down. The basement seems to actually be a bit of a cold cellar. Mm. So he fumbles around for keys. So he unlocks the door. He kicks it open and it opens up into a large chamber. There's larder stuff stocked on one side. There's a lot of memorabilia on the other side. You get the sense that his treasures are actually mostly pictures of him shaking hands and yeah, sashes. I didn't get my hopes too high up. However, most notably in the middle of the room, there's a solitary figure tied to a chair with a bag over his head. Uh, Mayor Hardon? Yeah. Was this down here originally? Who the fuck is that? I take the bag off. 
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.